0: I want to read one passage here. And this is an important aspect of forgiveness because this is our model of forgiveness and we need to understand it better. It comes from Luke chapter 23. And when they came to the place that is called the skull, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on his right and one on his left And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments, and the people stood by watching. But the rulers scoffed at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself. If he's the Christ of God, his chosen one, the soldiers also mocked him coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged railed at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God? Since you are under the same sentence of condemnation, and we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, Truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. We're all familiar with that passage. But we need to look at that closely because we need to understand something. Many of us misinterpret this. We believe that Jesus is saying, Father, forgive them. It doesn't matter. And I think we need to know what Jesus is actually saying and how we're going to interpret his forgiveness. I believe what Jesus is saying. First of all, we have to start with who is he forgiving? Is he forgiving starting with Judas who betrayed him? Because there are a lot of people, right now, we can see there's a lot of action in this scene. There are people around the cross, they're gambling for his clothes. They get up and they mock him and they give him sour wine. One version says they gave him wine mixed with gall, which is bitter. Can you imagine how cruel that is to give a thirsty man hanging on a cross something bitter? They're mocking him. The religious administration is walking by. It says they're wagging their heads and they're mocking him. Attacking his identity. If you're the son of God, then do something. And we look at this and we say, I don't know that I can... Follow that example. There are two things going on here. He was in tremendous physical pain. And when you're in pain, I can tell you forgiveness is much more difficult. Those of you who have pain, I'm going to tell you. If you're in pain, you are much more irritable. Forgiveness is much more difficult. Pain combined with injustice you're getting to be very, very difficult. Jesus was in such pain, he could hardly breathe, right? This whole thing was for him to suffocate to death. That was part of the process of crucifixion. So when you have pain, physical pain and injustice, it produces naturally anger. Naturally anger. I believe... One of the reasons Jesus is forgiving is to keep from focusing on the people who are continuing to try to hurt him. They want him to die not just in physical pain, but in emotional pain and in spiritual pain. They are relentless at trying to tear him down. When Jesus is forgiving... He's canceling their debt. He's breaking the connection with them. When we forgive, we say, I'm no longer connected to that person. They are no longer going to continue hurting me. I'm no longer going to even say that they have a debt to me. I'm breaking the connection with them. Because if he doesn't, he's going to start focusing in anger on these people because what they're doing is not right. In fact, it is probably the biggest injustice the world has ever seen. Another reason Jesus potentially is forgiving them, we find he, when he says in, um, in Matthew 26, it says, after he was arrested, "...put your sword back in its place. All who take the sword will perish by the sword." Do you think that I cannot appeal to my Father and he will at once send more than 12 legions of angels? I think that Jesus is forgiving because he thinks that fire may fall from heaven on these people. This is so outrageous. They are crucifying the Son of God who's done nothing wrong and they're laughing about it. I believe that he's forgiving so that this death will go through. His death will continue. He will die for the sins of the world. He's forgiving to disconnect from them. He's forgiving to I would, I would say in a way protect them. But he's also forgiving so that his energy can be used to the person next to him who actually needs something. Because when you're full of anger at the injustice of what's been done to you, it's very difficult to help anyone else. And you can imagine someone hanging on a cross in tremendous physical pain, can barely breathe, people are mocking him, but he still has people that he can help. He's got someone who needs something, and he's able to minister to that person, I believe, because He forgave because he broke the connection with the people that were hurting him. He's not saying, by the way, Father, this doesn't matter. I believe he's saying, what they're doing to me, you don't have to add it to their account. They have enough problems. Don't add this unbelievably large offense to their account. If this is the only thing they did, it'll be okay. You don't have to do this on my account. You can judge them fairly and justly without adding this offense, without adding this offense to their ledger. Now, ironically, many of those people are actually going to be seeing Jesus again face-to-face. We know from Scripture that Jesus actually is the one who is the judge. He's going to be uh, face-to-face with them. But if all they have done is crucified him, spit on him, he's going to say, you know, that's, that's actually not enough to condemn you. What Jesus wants is for everyone to come into the kingdom of heaven. He wants everyone to have every chance, and by his anger, he was not going to give everyone every chance. Now, he'd already spoken to, to many of these people. He told the religious leaders, it's going to be better for Sodom and Gomorrah than for you. So here at the cross, I don't believe he's just wiping that away, saying, oh, no, what I said before, that doesn't matter. Everything's forgiven now. No, he's specifically forgiving what's happening there so that he can focus on the people that need him. I want us to look at that to say, if we forgive, are we going to be better able to focus on the people that need us? How much energy is unforgiveness, is bitterness stealing from you? I mean, this is amazing that he's able to minister to someone next to him in that kind of pain with this kind of abuse going on, even from abuse from the criminal on the other side of him. Wow. That is the power of forgiveness. And we want to look at Jesus and we want to be able to apply it. He is not releasing everyone from all accountability. He's just saying, these people have enough to worry about. When he's thinking about Judas, he knew Judas was stealing from the money bag. He didn't confront Judas. I believe that's because he realized Judas had bigger problems ahead. Judas was going to face some pretty serious things. And having this issue with the money was just not even worth it for him. He let it go. So with the time we have left now, I want us to think about Jesus forgiving Let's go through all of the examples of forgiveness that we've talked about. And let's see if we have any new ways to think about, new ways to change our feelings, new ways to change our experience of what forgiveness looks like from God's point of view. Because I believe it looks very different from his point of view. And if we can change our feelings and ultimately say, that we want to be like you. So let's take a few minutes right now and just talk among yourselves. I want to pray over you. Father, thank you so much for everyone who's come today. Thank you for everyone who has a new, fresh look at forgiveness. Thank you for all of us that we appreciate you and what you have done and what you have modeled and your example and your incredible love and your incredible generosity to us. Lord, we see it and we want to be like you. We don't want to just receive it. We want to receive it and give it away. So we thank you and we praise you and we bless everyone with healthy relationships with you, with others, and with themselves. We pray that others now will benefit from seeing the kingdom of heaven and seeing forgiveness as you meant for it to be. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, bless you guys. Thanks so much for coming.